0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode two hundred and two of the Justin Inside Podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and their journey through it. As always, my name is Tim Birkbeck and I am your host and guide through said podcast. And I have to start off by making an apology for apology apology apologising um, for no episode last week as it was way too hot here in the UK for me uh, ginger. Irish blooded male who can't deal with a little bit of sun apparently and just made my brain go no you are not doing anything right now so I just couldn't didn't have the capacity to do any editing in my room where I record and edit is just was just like a sauna I didn't want to be sat in there for too long so yeah sorry no episode last week but we're here this week and we're rocking and rolling as always um before we get into this week's guest i need to clear my throat <coughs> excuse me um yeah sorry so before we get into this week's guest there's going to be a little bit of fluctuation in our regular schedule at the moment because i'm actually in the process of moving so i'm going to be moving to bristol which is something that i've had planned to do for a very long time but now it's actually finally happening which i'm super excited about Um, but I am moving in with my best friend for a little while before I find a place of my own. So I don't want to kind of encroach in their own space and and things like that. So recording and editing and stuff, I don't want to kind of take the piss out of their generosity and hospitality. So it may be to a minimum. I'm hoping to have a couple of of, uh, episodes sort of in the bag before I kind of actually go. So I'll have a good, a couple of weeks rolling but yeah, just to know, we might be fluctuating for a couple of weeks here and there, and so on and so forth. But to sort of give you a heads up on that. Um, apart from that, nothing else hugely to report. Um, yeah, let's get into this week's guest because I'm rambling on about a load of crap this week. Uh, so, this week, again, we've got a double header of guests. Uh, we are joined by vocalists and guitarists of Long Island. Uh, emo hardcore band uh standstill uh jerry windus and brian nassel respectively um we discuss how obviously the two kind of met through sort of punk and hardcore ha- they're growing up in in long island and what the sort of long island scene is is like and kind of the influence that that's kind of had on them and this sort of new wave of of bands that are kind of coming out of that long island scene at the moment um we talk about them kind of getting traction despite not even having played a show and getting their record put out through two incredible labels so yeah a lot of cool stuff to, to get on this one so i'm going to stop babbling on enjoy the chat i have with jerry and brian and i'll see you on the other side Cool. right so uh joining me this week on the justin insight podcast is guitarist and vocalist for uh long island new york's punk band standstill uh guys if you can just introduce yourself so we can get a bit of fo- vocal recognition for for the audience
1: i'm jerry i sing in the band standstill um we are a emo band uh hardcore we are a punk rock, emo, hardcore rock and roll band from, <laughs> from, from, from Suffolk County, um, the home of uh, Vicky's Casa del Sabor. Yeah. Um, Support them, by the way. Um, El Paso Taco Grill, um, Mexican <laughs> Grill 2000. <laughs> um, what else we got? We got Umberto's. They invented the grandma pie. Um, Umberto's. I have no idea what that is, though. but it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> up
2: there, Umberto's. Do have Umberto's some Don't even shout out Nassau like that. Whatever. All right, you fucking talk. I'm Brian. I play <laughs> guitar and stand still. What's <laughs> on? Me and Jerry have a lot of uh, disagreements about
1: food. Can we? Can we island, curse? But... Can we do expletives? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like Fox News. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely fine. You can say whatever you want awesome but yeah thank you very much guys for for joining me um obviously we'll get into kind of everything regarding standstill a little bit later but obviously if we kind of start with the current obviously the the ep's been out a couple of weeks now obviously in the grand scheme of things relatively sort of new band but there seems to be a lot of kind of buzz around you guys so what's the kind of reaction from your point of view been like how's it kind of been received
1: i mean It's crazy even that we're doing this right now. Um, Considering, (laughs) I mean, we haven't played a show yet. Um, We just dropped our first EP. Uh, We, we're, I mean, like, 100%, like, all credit goes to our boys Lumpy and Nick um, from Days and NMZ. They are the coolest guys ever, and they gave us the right push to be able to, like, you know, have more of a platform than we could have ever made, you know, by ourselves. So 100%, mm. like, they are, like, the the catalyst behind us being able to do cool stuff like this. So... Um, That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, just in terms of
0: kind of, like, as you say, like, that kind of push and things, but obviously we'll get into, like, the, the sound and stuff in a bit bit more detail in a a bit but like i don't know like because i think where we've been in this weird situation with with lockdown and everything obviously we're getting loads of new music and like loads of different variations of new music as well and because like the type of style that you guys play is maybe a little more different from stuff that i'm not as familiar with days as i am with new morality zine but like the stuff that they'd usually put out Do you think that that's kind of helped in some aspects that like you're not like just a heavy hardcore band, you're not just a punk band, like you do offer a different bit of spice to the dish sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Lumpy definitely, we're we're the most, um, I guess the word is accessible band that he's worked with. I mean, like he, you know, like all of his bands are super heavy. Um, You know, either hardcore or metalcore or whatever it is. Um, And then Nick, I feel like kind of already had um, built like uh, a fan base or like a a consumer base for his label that was in this kind of lane um, with Mm. Ben's like uh, Sweet Soul. Um, So I feel like bringing them together kind of like, it made the the playing field, you know, super broad. you know, like, and I feel like we're kind of, you know, I mean, in terms of like our like influences and stuff, like when it comes to, you know, bands like Sound Majority, um, you know, those bands were so successful because they had such a wide appeal to you know, kids yeah. who like hardcore kids, hardcore kids and kids who like punk and kids who like emo, you know. So I think that we kind of um, have that same reach because, you know, we're doing the same kind of stuff. Um, that's cool well how I kind of
0: like to sort of kick things off properly is to kind of take my guests all the way back to kind of their origins so Jerry if we start with you like what kind of like got you into sort of alternative music what was your first exposure to that um
1: I, I it was it was kind of a weird thing because my my sister is 10 years older than me and you know Mm. we both grew up on long island obviously and she was going to shows you know back in back in the aughts you know so (laughs) um she tried getting me into like a bunch of different bands when i was younger and i was just kind of like nah I want to, to, I want to listen to green <laughs> yeah. Day, you know like but she <laughs> yeah. like would literally burn me like little cds off of like you know like lime wire or whatever be like yo like it had like taking back sunday and like brand new and like um like even like weird like indie shit like like Cigarettes and like neutral hotel like mm. she would like burn me these discs and i would be like what like what is this i just want to listen to sandman a thousand times you know <laughs> and then like when i was a teenager i started hearing about these bands and then She was like, yeah, I tried to get you into this shit years ago. And I was like, all right, well. And then, like, I ended up going to a bunch of, like, really, really, like, low-key shows at, like, Evenflow, which was a venue that was around that closed down. Um, And then, like, the first time I really went to, like, a um, true and blue, like, hardcore show that was, like, booked by, like, our friends at ECC... It was twenty fifteen. Uh it was called Mixtapes Fest. Um a bunch of different bands played. It was like uh one of Knock Loose's like first shows on Long Island. Like
0: oh wow, yeah.
1: Okay. Um Every Time I Die played, Unbroken Wings played. Um yeah, it's a big mix of
2: bands. It was yeah. a, it was a pretty cool fest yeah, because yeah. they would, like had a, a good platform for like like a multitude of of genres in a way to be able to different bands that you wouldn't typically see together so it was a really cool hmm. mix of bands between pop punk and like hardcore and metalcore and different way different appeals so it was a lot of different kids there and it brought a lot of kids together to see different kinds of bands so it
1: was definitely a really cool thing that they used to do huge That's huge cool. mixed bill and it's like long island is kind of like like the foundational aspects of like long island hardcore based on like mixed bill shows you know like yeah like watch yeah, like yeah. a watch like a like a video of taking back sunday on long island in like 2002 you'll literally see kids like car wheeling you know like <laughs> like it's it's crazy how how much that shit used to be like linked you know um mm. so yeah but i'm I'm a baby i'm a baby brian how about you tell us about growing up in the 80s uh <laughs> tell us about
2: cbgb's jerry likes to uh to make jokes because uh <laughs> there's like five years between us, but yeah, but yeah, no, I, I got into, uh, like alternative music. Like my parents would always show me like really cool bands. And I kind of grew up listening to like a lot of alternative stuff, like chili peppers Mm. and rage and like green day and like, you know, typical stuff. Um, and then I moved to long Island, uh, when I was in like middle school and in like eighth or ninth grade, my friend, uh, Michael brought me to my first show. It was, uh, at a vfw hall when that was still a thing like when when yeah. halls were were the place where shows were at um and it was uh have heart was headlining and it was backtrack demo nice. record release so it was pretty oh yeah, wow it was pretty is pretty sick so you know instantly after seeing that like I, I pretty much got into it and uh since then i've been you know going to shows trying to make some bands that uh or music that that i like a lot and um, mm-hmm. this is definitely a sound that I've been trying to to reach for a while. So it's it's pretty cool to uh, to see some comparisons to, to some of the influences that we definitely take from this stuff. So and also yeah, shout out yeah. to uh,
1: Hugo over at uh, No Echo. Yeah, absolutely. He, he wrote like a really cool article. Yeah, um, check that out. It dropped yesterday. Um, it's not on No Echo. It's like on his Twitter, I believe his Twitter. Is H V Reyes five, um, and like in it, he kind of goes into detail. Like he pretty much like theorizes that like the reason why we're seeing so much of this music coming back to the to the foreground now is because like you know in the in the two thousands when all these bands were like huge, you know like we were all kids, you know, and now old yeah. enough to like start bands. It all you know it, it makes sense why like this music would be coming back. You know, yeah, so yeah. It's he, he put it really cool, and like that that whole article is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome
2: that it mentions a lot of cool bands between you know the the older bands like Silent Majority and Taking Back Sunday and stuff like that, and then newer bands uh, like Coio um, and and a lot of different stuff. Uh, And also shout out Yes Duke. Yes Duke. Yes Duke is a band from Long Island that is severely underrated, but they put out like the hottest EP of 2020. So you should definitely check that out. I
0: was going to say, I will definitely make it. It's it's the best singer ever.
2: Yeah. They got riffs. Hell
0: yeah. And so like, Jerry, obviously you said like you kind of had your sister, but Brian, for you, like in terms of kind of, Finding like the heavier stuff, so to say, was someone kind of like giving you like CDs and stuff, or, or I don't
2: know, was there just kind of like a natural path? Yeah, like, as you say like from yeah, like, definitely. It was it was just like my that. friends, honestly. Um, and and the thing was that the the school that I grew up, it just like has a history of like even the right. teachers, like all the teachers that went to Lindenhurst, um, that also taught there. You know they they went there when they were younger they were friends with and dated like dudes in like silent majority and inside like oh, that. okay so it was like a generational thing there um you know there would be teachers where like you'd be listening to like like whatever music and they're like what like you guys listen to that still they're like that's crazy <laughs> yeah. but um so so that definitely you know pushed towards you know that kind of music and um definitely from just going to shows with my friends and stuff like that that's kind of how I got into like that heavier music you know kind of like when I was in like early high school uh, mm. and I kind of always stayed with it like in and out you know I went to college so like I was busy doing stuff like that but um, I was always like trying to you know get to a show and like go see some hardcore bands like you know go flip off stage or something like that so mm. um, that's pretty much
1: Lyndon yeah
2: Lyndon Lindenhurst-
1: Shout out Lindenhurst just because Lindenhurst rules and <laughs> Lindenhurst is ground zero for Long Island emo, pretty much. Yeah, One of those that's times. cool.
0: And it's, and like just in terms of because obviously like I'm here in the UK like I don't really know the sort of like apart from just like videos and things like that that you see and like obviously like you get certain bands that say oh yeah we're from Long Island and stuff like that but like in terms of like you guys going to shows when you were younger and things like that, like Brian, you mentioned obviously that, that half a heart show being like an early track show. And Jerry, you saying about that sort of uh, like mixed, mixed tape fest and things like that. But what was the scene like? Was, was was there like, or has there always been like a thriving scene that you were able to access shows like from an early age? That's
2: that's yeah. I mean, Long Island is like super, super lucky um, because we just, for some reason, like, there's always something going on. Um, And, like, I know a lot of other places have, like, a little bit of issues uh, with having consistency, like, over the years with, like, you know, Mm. people coming out to shows, like, it winds up being, like, one year there's, like, you know, hundreds of kids that are interested, and then the next year, you know, all of a sudden nobody shows up. But Long Island's super, super lucky that we have a pretty good, uh, consistent, you know, uh, uh run a shows and that's also because of like the people that put shows together on long island uh, right because you know the, the way that they do things and like the stuff that they put together um it just is awesome so it it, it it gets people interested pretty much every time and that like that's been pretty much consistent since since i've been going to shows so you know from what i can tell you know i, I haven't been around for that long but um but you know from from when I've been going to shows like it's been pretty consistent on the island. So we're lucky to have that um, no matter what. And, you know, it used to be a lot of uh, uh hall shows and stuff like that, that were really fun and really cool. Um, But, you know, places like AMH and then like other places that sh- shut down like revolution and stuff like that have been, you know, carrying the torch uh in kind of this new era where hall shows are kind of s- scarce, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, Again like this might be me being a bit naive because I don't know it and stuff but, but did you always kind of like stick to sort of long island or like would you travel into like new york city itself to go to like bigger shows or what was the kind of situation like i don't know like was new york city like the attainable thing or did you kind of stick to long
1: island itself i think that uh city shows are kind of their own thing um right long island is funny in more ways than one it's kind of like a bubble you know it's, okay. it's like uh like there's like a bomb. the music industry record called to leave or die on Long island you know it's like you, you, you either <laughs> you yeah. get trapped or you get out you know so it's like all of the shows that happens that, that happen here are um typically like they're smaller shows than you would find in like jersey or like philly you know, um, right. or even like the Hudson Valley, it's because like no one wants to like drive out to Long Island. The same way that we really don't want to drive anywhere else, <laughs> you know. But like, <laughs> like <laughs> we still funny. do. Um, and like city shows are are like unless you live in the city, it's like super hard to like lug all your gear out to like Brooklyn, try to find a parking spot, and you know, unless there's mm-hmm. like a load-in area, or, you know, it's 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 rough to 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 do the city shows. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah,
2: but they're 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 cool and they have their own thing going. And the 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 one thing is that there's like a lot of like, you know, like mid venue shows where it's like obviously like it's GA and everything like that. So it's kind of can mm. be like a hardcore show depending on where it is. And there's some cool places like Webster Underground where I've seen like Power Trip play and like, where where there are cool places for shows. It's just not like a consistent you know thing where a venue will have like uh, a really cool hardcore band like
1: every month like long island has so i mean going to shows right, in okay. the cities are like like you know there are really cool shows in the city yeah but, for sure you know it's it's a lot more scarce and typically it's not as um like intimate you know
0: yeah. right okay i'm with you yeah yeah because that's the thing like obviously from like my perspective as i say like not living in america or like living near new york like whenever you kind of think of it you think oh yeah like new york hardcore for like for example like you always kind of think oh yeah that's like going to be the epicenter and stuff but obviously like as you said like you've got like hudson valley you've got long island you've got like rochester and things like that like all these different like little suburbs and and sort of different scenes so i don't know do you like as you say, like, are you in bubbles or do you kind of like coexist, crossover? I think like, New York hardcore is
1: more of so like an umbrella term. Like I, like right, like okay. VOD, you know, is like you know a hard a New York hardcore band, but they're from Long Island. Yeah, you know, or like um, right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, lots of bands. Yeah, indecision. You know, like but but for sure, like like
2: definitely, I just think that like since, um like, the years have gone by, like, it's probably shifted, you know, where bands are popping up, and I would say more so Long Island, and there's more, like, New York hardcore sounding bands popping up from Long Island, like, I don't really know too people from the city that are starting, um, you know, that are, like, grown, grown up in the city, like, born and raised and stuff like that, that are starting, like, a a New York hardcore band, so, you know, there's Mm. definitely people, like, I don't want to say that there's none of them, but, um it's more so happening on the island so you know that, that that's yeah. cool
0: so then in terms of you guys actually like starting to pick up instruments when you were younger and stuff like brian we'll start with you being the guitarist like was guitar always what you were sort of drawn to or did you kind of start with something else and then progress on to
2: guitar what was the journey um there? i actually always like when i was younger like a little kid i always wanted to play drums um, OK, but if you ask Jerry, like what it looks like, if I've ever like joked around and got behind the drum set at practice, like it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So uh, I should never, ever, ever try to do that. Unfortunately, uh, I wish I could. But um, I wound up just, you know, playing guitar uh, and mostly, you know, I, ha- I actually have no music theory background whatsoever. I'm kind of just self-taught and mm. I, like just play by ear and stuff like that. Um, it's actually kind of funny because Jerry sings and I play guitar, but Jerry is actually like a way better guitar player than I am. He's right, trained is. and like knows music theory. You know, he's pitch perfect. Like he's, he's a pretty good musician. Almost, so. pitch perfect. Almost. <laughs> Whatever. But he's a, he's a better musician for sure. But um, that's why it's actually cool to have him around, you know, when we're writing riffs and stuff like that, me and Steve mostly write, uh, the riffs or the bend, but when we're writing stuff and we're all jamming at a practice you know jerry gets to have a lot of input because he has you know he'll he'll point stuff out that we would have no idea of what's going on there so mm. so it's really it's cool to have that angle for sure
0: but in terms of like as you say like wanting to sort of initially play drums when you were younger like what kind of like gravitated you towards the guitar then like um saying,
2: so? honestly i think it was just more accessible because um, in the first place, I don't think my parents would have let me get a drum set because like, it would just <laughs> yeah. be too obnoxious for them to deal with. Uh, honestly, you could probably ask them, like, they probably would still say that, like the guitar playing alone was too obnoxious for them to deal with. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, drums would never have flown, but, um, it probably wound up working out anyway, because again, I can't keep a beat for, for my life. I feel like I'm mm. like a lefty possibly or i don't i don't even know like yeah, there, there's some wacky stuff going on there so i should de- definitely never get behind a kit
0: yeah i'm like that like i, I don't <laughs> have the hand-eye coordination yeah. for it like i think i can air drum and i'll like, oh, yeah, be the same when i get behind a kit and then it's just it's definitely not <laughs> yeah. the same thing <laughs> yeah. uh, so jerry like obviously brian mentioned there you look like being guitarist as well so again was that the first instrument you picked up? Did you start off with something else, then go to guitar? Like what was your entry point? Um
1: I so my my dad is a musician, he plays guitar. Right. Okay. Um so he taught me how to play guitar like super young. Um, but honestly, like before I ever got a guitar, I got a drum set. Um oh, so basically you're living Brian's yeah. dream. <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's <laughs> the story for most. Like almost every musician on Long Island's like, yeah, I had a drum set first, but then like didn't really work out um uh, yeah but, i mean i was like my dad was like super like you gotta learn music theory like you gotta learn how to read you gotta do everything um it's <coughs> <Brian's> dying <coughs> instead yeah um, <laughs> sorry i just died there for a second but, That's cool. so i actually um i ended up playing percussion in high school um i did guitar lessons i did like um like classical guitar for um like uh, like we have like a state thing called NISMA, which is like you know you go and you do like a test based on like a okay kind of thing. yeah i think it's like a state it's a
2: state like music like new well, york like, new york state classical music like accreditation or something like that yeah like, right okay yeah yeah and there's like certain levels to it so yeah. if you were like the top tier of like bands or anything like that in school, they would send you to NISMA and like they would test you. Yeah. And then based on that, right. you okay. it, like crazy yeah, yeah. schools and stuff like that yeah. for
1: for my NISMA scores were never great, but music. I ended up going to college mm-hmm. for music. And um between high school and college, I did like like four or so years of like music theory, like you know, education. And mm-hmm. I like I learned a lot. I forgot a lot. um but I learned enough to be able to like you know know the difference between certain chords and scales and such and I try to you know like help them out with that kind of stuff as much as possible because like even though theory isn't something you need I mean like I honestly I joined the band like after most of the songs were written um, yeah like i came in and i was like all right like let's hear this shit and like they played it and i was like like it's kind of dope and there's shit that they don't even know they're doing you know like there's there's stuff right, in there yeah, that yeah. like i like i explained like oh you're going from a nine to a major seven there and they're like what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like so it's it's cool because like i can kind of tell them like why the shit they're doing like sounds good you know, I don't mm. have to be like, oh, do this instead. You know, I mean, like I would help with the writing process, but like, I'm not like super involved in it. Um, but I, you know, I sang in a band in high school um, and then I did vocals for like a hard, like a super heavy hardcore band for a while, mm. like Poor Choice. Um, and then like, you know, during the pandemic, like, you know, I was, I ended up hanging out with. Um, like our bass player Matt a lot um, because like I was working at AMH which is like our like mainstay like hardcore venue um, and Music Hall and he you know he's just an all-around venue guy so we would just end up hanging out a lot and then during the pandemic we started playing Call of Duty you know (laughs) while we were hiding from the world Um, and he was like yo you should join my band and I was like nah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um but then after a while i was just like all right like i'll you know because like i they they were in a band called discolor um like, mm. like steve andre and brian and i had been i saw discolor when i was like 18 like i i had been seeing them for years you know um and you know matt was like yeah it's like me and like the discolor dudes and i was like yeah that, that sounds dope you know so i went to a practice and then we fucking rocked out and here we are yeah that's
2: cool it kind of an immediate fit with jerry so like it worked out good and um mm. it's cool because you know we had a lot of the songs written already and then we kind of finished some of the rest of them up when he was there but going forward now we have like kind of a different angle to start with you know writing yeah. new songs and stuff like that and we already have some stuff uh tucked away and like recorded already and then we we're working on some other stuff after that too, so that's yeah. cool.
0: And just Jerry, just in terms of like, because as you say, like obviously you did sort of singing and stuff when you were younger, and obviously you're now the vocalist of Stansdale and obviously did sort of vocals in a hardcore band, as you say, like. But obviously, you are like a trained guitarist and stuff like that. So I don't know. Do you prefer? The vocal side of things or i don't know does guitar feel like more of a chore to you kind of
1: thing like where, where do you kind of i mean lean on that so i have like you know i always like to have like a couple different projects like active you know so like right okay. um you know stand Still is obviously like my main thing right now but like i also like i'm, I'm working on like another project where i play guitar uh right because i i try not to put you know too many eggs in one basket you know? yeah yeah and stand still it just makes more sense for me to just sing you know because I can I'm like yeah I'm like kind of like singing notes that I can't even really sing all the time you know <laughs> you know what I mean like like when we were recording I went in there like super ambitious like yeah I'm gonna hit all these notes and then like practice <laughs> yeah. and I'm like fuck why did I do that <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like I it gives me a, you know more of a chance to like really focus on singing and just kind of like try to like control the crowd i mean like that's the that's the most fun part about hardcore right Is like being able to like put a Mm. microphone in someone's face and like get yeah 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 you know so like we really wanted that
2: aspect like that's kind of like where we went from discolor because like in discolor um the guitar player the other guitar player in standstill steve he he Mm. uh sang and played guitar we just didn't right. have that like frontman element and we were just like always missing that because like we wanted it to like have like a, a good a good energy and like you know people to like move around and stuff like that but it, it's it's kind of hard to achieve that like bands that can get people to move around that don't have a front man like are phenomenal you know what i mean yeah so yeah. um we definitely wanted that front man element to be able to like focus on the vocals so that it sounds tight when we're playing and everything like that. And then to, to you know, move around and like jump around and get excited, you know?
0: So. Mm, that's cool. So in terms of like your kind of first sort of like musical explorations, so to say, like you've mentioned there are a couple of like previous bands that you've both been in and stuff like that, but what were kind of like the uh, like very early bands that you were in? Were like, cause as you say, like coming up listening to like punk and hardcore and stuff, were, were they always the kind of bands that you wanted to,
2: to start when you were younger? I mean, when I was really like a lot younger, I definitely, when I started playing guitar, like I, I wasn't into hardcore yet until I was probably in like right. The- ninth grade or whatever. Um, so like I didn't like have a you know an ambition to start a hardcore band because I didn't even know what that was yet, really. Right. But I like I I just knew I wanted to play guitar, but I didn't really have any idea. Like I didn't have any musical identity for myself, honestly. So (laughs) when I started going to hardcore shows and I started watching people that I know playing riffs and stuff like that. And like, you know, kind of seeing how bands come together and seeing how all that kind of stuff works. Um, that's kind of like when I kind of found some sort of direction with music. I never, Mm. I just played guitar to play guitar. You know what I mean? I never had like specific, you know, sound I wanted to achieve when I was like a kid, you know, when I, when I first got into it, but you know, when I started going to hardcore shows, it kind of gave me like, uh, you know, that sort of identity as, as a guitar player. I feel like every guitar player sounds different, like completely different um you know in how they play so so I, I think that's kind of like how I found that um was through was mm. through hardcore kind of and yeah. I don't know about Jerry but I think Jerry like had been a pretty good musician before
1: He's <laughs> a yeah. musician before he got into hardcore but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean you know I like with with like that band I was saying before poor choice like I started that in when i was in college um with a few friends from college that weren't really into hardcore at all
0: um,
1: okay because i just kind of wanted to like make hardcore music that was like more focused on like you know the the technical aspects of like music and stuff because like I, right okay. i was like i want to start a heavy band but i also want to like kind of utilize all these things that i've been learning from these like stupid classes you know um so I kind of ended up doing that and it kind of worked um but you know I think that it's definitely a weird thing to like try to find your like identity in a scene where like Mm. everyone is you know kind of like doing the same stuff a lot of the time yeah yeah Um, yeah um you know because like hardcore is dope and you know like going to shows is awesome but like being in a band is a totally different thing because there's so many bands you know there's there's, there's (laughs) literally thousands of bands at any given moment so like how do you like make yourself distinct you know and uh with like this band I feel like we're doing that through like wearing our influences on our on our sleeves but like doing Mm. it in a way where we're not like trying to copy anyone or rip anyone off we're just kind of like like the goal is to tastefully mend all of these, like you know, bands that we love into like a sound that isn't like any of them, you know. Like we want to right, sound yeah, like yeah. Sound Majority. We want to sound like Agent. We want to sound like Fairweather. We want to sound like the Movie Life, you know. So mm. like, it's it's but but we
2: want that nostalgia, but like in a completely refreshing way. So that's,
0: that's yeah great. yeah definitely.
2: And like you could be like sixteen and listen to a song and be like i know, I don't know what any of those bands yeah. that are that he just said, but this is awesome yeah. too. You know what I mean? In in any aspect of it, but we definitely. want to we want
1: to sound like all those bands, but then we want like a like a ten year old kid to be like, they sound like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, that- which
2: <laughs> honestly, which honestly, <laughs> in a totally different uh, uh, conversation of it. Um, because the Foo Fighters are, in my, in my opinion, 100% a hardcore band. Uh, I don't know if yeah. anybody wants to disagree with me on that, but, you know, <laughs> feel free. Um, but yeah, they're a hardcore band. And I definitely think that there's uh, some Foo Fighter influences in the standstill record. Uh, it's probably a little bit buried deep in there, but there's definitely some Foo Fighters in there too. Uh, I cool. think they're a rock and roll, r- rock and roll hardcore band.
0: Bad, yeah yeah bad. <laughs> so in terms of kind of like first bands like jerry w- was poor choice like your your first band or did you kind of have something b- no nah,
1: i uh like i said i was i w- I had a band in high school called Bedmakers. um mm. which was like like don't look it up <laughs> 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 no it was it was it was cool but it was just like my first recording project because like I was literally, like, I think I was, like, 16, and I, like, had to get into this, like, music program that I was talking about. Yeah, and yeah. I had to, like, record songs, because, like, the program was called, like, Studio Composition, so they wanted you to, like, record songs, send it to them as, like, part of, like, the interview process. Um, okay, right. So I, I, at that time, had been, like, playing a bunch of, like, open mics at this place called The Roast in Patchogue. Um Terrible coffee. They had like these open mics, um, and I would go and play them every week. And like, I got tired of like playing the same songs all the time. So I started writing songs. Um, So I like went and I tracked like a two song EP with like, this dude that was like my dad's friend, or whatever, just like went in the studio, like I was like 16. I just had no clue what was happening. But I, I tracked those songs. And then i like i did a few more i played a couple shows um one of the first shows i played was with um uh hangman and whittled down which are like oh wow like our best friends you know but i was just like super young you know um so i guess like and it it was funny because like that band whittled down was originally called commonwealth and they played that show that i was talking about the mixtape fest um
3: Oh, okay. I like you yeah. know
1: I saw them and I was like yo those guys are awesome you know and then I ended up being like best friends with all of them you know which is like <laughs> yeah. the coolest shit about Long Island is that like you know like you can go to a show you can see a band be like wow that band is really dope and then you can like also like be their friend <laughs> yeah mm. that's cool you know and um, Brian what
0: about you what was that like your first like proper band that you you consider uh
2: I mean, I did a band, like, I made a hardcore, uh, hardcore band with my friends, my friend Michael, uh, that, that got a lot of my friends in Lindenhurst, like, into, uh, into going to shows and, like, into being in bands and stuff like that. Like, we made a band when we were little kids. I wouldn't really consider that, um, but that was pretty, pretty fun, Um uh, that's kind of like how we started into, into, mm. you know, making bands and stuff like that, um, but I would say that maybe, uh you know this band numbskull was probably the first time that i like you know was was serious about doing a band and was like um numbskull new york hardcore <laughs> yeah <laughs> numbskull it, it was it was pretty sick it was actually um uh, michael from pain of truth uh on vocal oh okay, uh, yeah he, he sang on that and uh i played guitar he wrote a lot of the riffs um but that was the first time that i like really like played uh like a, a main part in a band if that makes sense so mm. i would consider that yeah. the first thing and then i uh went on to to uh m- you know make discolor with steve and andre and our friend brennan mm. um and our friend jimmy he moved to pennsylvania uh shout out jimmy <laughs> i don't know if he if he listens to any i don't think he goes on the internet at all anymore so- <laughs> so he's just like you know probably never gonna hear this ever but yeah. <laughs> Hope out there. Yeah. Um, uh, we made discolor and then i made a bend uh with the bass player matt in standstill um called no idea uh, and hmm. we we did a, a a good run of like shows and stuff like that also um with anthony from yes duke and, and hangman so you know definitely definitely check out yes duke because I, I think that uh um you know they're probably like the best band on long island right now. They're the next they're as... the next Thursday.
1: Yeah. They're pretty much Oh, don't
2: the, say like, that. Honestly, honestly, I think they're the most talented <laughs> melodic band, you know, coming out of Long Island right now, so.
0: I mean, you've sold me now saying they're the next <laughs> Thursday. They're like one of my yeah, favorite bands. That, so. that does it easily. <laughs> so, in turn, the other thing I always like find interesting is in terms of like going out on the road and and stuff like that so have you guys had like this is no disrespect because i don't know too much about your past and stuff but have you been like on tours and stuff like with previous bands like what was your kind of experiences on that
2: side of things you have definitely i mean i've never been on like a proper like tour yeah i i've definitely not like done like crazy runs by any means or anything like that like i've mostly you know uh uh between college and then and then working in the real world and stuff like that I haven't had a chance to be able to do a run with the band uh, uh, where everybody in the band was able to commit to it you know everybody was was able to to commit to it it would be easily you know workable or something like that but I was never in that situation where that was possible Um, uh, but we've definitely done like weekend runs and like you know as much as we could in between everything else that was going on but is it's, this with Discolor? Uh yeah, this is Discolor. This yeah, cuz like when when we yeah. ha- we actually dropped a record in 2017, I want to say. And um hmm. uh we basically were just not able to support that record whatsoever because, you know, I think 3 out of the 5 of us were away at at school, you know, 4 hours away from us. Right. So, it was just impossible to do a tour while they were like in the middle of, you know, classes and stuff like that and we were Yeah, you know, yeah it was impossible to like write and record as it was. So um, that's the main difference. You know, they're done with school for like years now. You know, we all kind of have the same situation going on where we have a little bit more flexibility to do things, which Mm. definitely makes it like, you know, a lot easier to be able to get music out there into people's ears and stuff like that. Because obviously, you know, that's what everybody wants to do. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to go and and play shows like everywhere. Like I would love to do that every day, you know, my life if I could. But um it's just all about like everybody in the band being on the same page to be able to do that and usually usually it's kind of a hard thing to you know uh, for everybody to be able to do so i'm glad that you know this project we're able to you know commit to doing you know longer things and 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 playing out uh more cool places so there's definitely some cool stuff that you'll probably hear about soon so you know keep your ears peeled for for some runs that we may be doing
0: that's cool but just in terms of that as you say like it w- maybe was restricted to just sort of like weekend runs and shorter runs and stuff like that but still sort of like going out of we more kind of like was it sort of out of state was it sort of more just like going to different areas of new york like or was it a bit of both
2: yeah we did a bit of both i mean we we did we didn't get to go too far but we did like um we we get we went to providence uh you know pennsylvania we've been to north carolina we've been we've been basically like around like the northeast to like the like kind of into the south um so yeah. so we definitely you know with Standstill we're definitely trying to do a further reach than that you know um it yeah, was just limited yeah. because it's like you can only get so far in a weekend obviously you know you're, you're obviously <laughs> yeah. not gonna go and play like san diego um, you know, driving from Long Island uh, on a weekend, so um, we pretty much have only done stuff that was within our reach, but, you know, now that we have mm. a little bit more flexibility
1: to be able to do things that we're, we're definitely going to be, you'll see us out there a couple places, so. Something about, like, That's the cool. northeast, like, I don't know, I mean, I guess it's pretty specific to the northeast because the west coast is, like, everything is pretty much, like, in three states, you know, um, but, yeah. like, for the northeast, it's, like, There's a lot of instances of like, you know, hey, like come to Baltimore on a Wednesday or like, you know, come to Connecticut on a Sunday, you know, or like, you know, there's a there's a Hudson Valley show on a Monday, like come play, you know, so it's like um, a lot of like one off shows out of state are like, you know, pretty commonplace um right yeah and it's cool because you know you you can go out of state you can get that kind of reach and like have that experience without having to do like a weekend or you know like a a full run um so you know i think that you know like there's been like you know northeast hardcore pride is a real thing you know yeah yeah um it's 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 definitely been more prominent i think in the past couple years than like it has been in a while so yeah and
2: i think with that like it's because there's like a more unified, like scene altogether. Like Mm. Jerry was talking before about there being bubbles and Long Island's definitely a huge bubble, but also at the same time, it's not because like everybody on Long Island that goes to shows all the time, like also has tons of friends that are from, you know, all over the place. So yeah yeah it's not like long island's such a bubble where we don't like talk to other people or like listen to other music like of course we do and stuff like that
1: <laughs> yeah. but um, a lot of people like to come to long island
2: you know yeah, like that's that's true too like people like to come and hang out here honestly which is it's
1: it's easier for us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's cool again it's like people never want to drive here because you know to get to long island you have to drive through new york city which is, which yeah, is the yeah. worst thing ever especially if it's like a weeknight you know um but it, we we definitely like get that like draw from you know like people in jersey and people in connecticut you know like yeah and vice versa they get the same thing like right. people from Long island definitely go to like jersey shows and
2: connecticut shows and, and especially now austin shows like
1: yeah, you know, like yeah. now the it, shows the last are so couple of years. that's
2: what that's what he you know he's he when he was saying before that you know the Northeast is like definitely a thing. Like it's, it's a growing, growing thing. I think it's because like a lot of people are like, you know, friends, you know, from from different areas that are all in the Northeast, mm. and because of that, like because of those relationships, stuff spreads around a lot e- easier, and like, um, you know, lots of new people hear different kinds of music. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just in terms of like kind of what you were saying like obviously you've got plans with what you want to do with standstill and in terms of like touring and stuff like that but in terms of kind of you going out on on the road with with discolour and stuff like that do you feel like even though if it was just like shorter runs and things do you feel like that kind of experience has kind of given you the mindset of like how to do things and how you want to approach things this time around oh yeah
2: absolutely i mean you know the the actual experience of like being on the road is, like, a different story, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. the actual sh- shows itself, like, between going to shows for, like, a, uh, you know, a long time and stuff like that, and, and you know, both of us, like, booking shows, like, running shows in the past, not that, like, it's a constant thing that we always do or anything like that, but we've, mm. we've done shows, and, um you know, we definitely, between all that kind of stuff, we definitely, you know, have a good taste of of what we would what we'd be doing on the road you know a lot of our friends are are always pretty much everyone in
1: the band is booked shows at some point
2: yeah exactly
1: we're all like pretty
2: involved yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're all pretty involved in like doing all that kind of stuff anyway so like you know the the being on the road thing like maybe it's not something that we're all totally totally used to but you know we have a pretty good idea and we've like been on runs with our friends or like done weekends and stuff like that where it's you know it's a small sample size but it's it's similar so yeah like we definitely think that those past experiences they definitely taught us a couple things you know to keep in mind and we'll definitely probably do a dumb a bunch of dumb shit and a bunch of new (laughs) shit when we're when we're doing war runs so you know that's life (laughs) that's cool and just because you've brought up just
0: in terms of like booking shows because I always find it interesting like if people have like any like, because so I used to book shows here in the UK for a little while and like whether people had like fun memories or if it was like a total shit show or stuff like that so but were there any shows that
1: you're particularly proud of that you booked? Yeah yeah Um I mean I for the most part did like smaller shows at like um AMH and like another place on Long Island called Shakers Pub um mm. you know I booked uh like a lot of cool bit like um I I did a show for Rizmy Razor uh oh nice I did a you know like I did like a shackled headliner at uh at uh, AMH that did pretty well um like uh one time uh, home record played a show um you know it's 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 cool because like when I when I started doing it it was like I just kind of like wanted to book like my band and my friend's bands and just kind of like get (laughs) together. um and then like eventually it just became like people hitting me up um which is like the coolest thing ever when like you know you're 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 doing stuff for fun and then it starts becoming like you know what you do um Mm. so that was that was pretty pretty cool I don't know about you but
2: uh... yeah I mean I mean Uh, Some of the stuff that I've done, like I've run for other people that like weren't around for shows that were like on runs with other bands or whatever, Um, or uh, I've booked. um, What's this one show that actually, it was, it was pretty crazy because there was this bar in Lindenhurst called the Brewhouse uh, RIP Hmm. that is, is actually going to be a a brand new bar soon. That's going to be really sick that our friend is opening up. So that's going to be awesome. But it used to be like a really shitty bar in Linenhurst and um we we booked a show there it was like no option uh like no idea played like my other band I think um it was supposed to be this band Pummel from Boston but uh, mm. I think they had to drop last minute and then there was Compulse and I'm trying to think of what other bands were on it it was a couple of years ago but it, it was awesome the reason that I say like that was my favorite one was just because this bar the brew house like if you saw it you'd be like you can fit more than 15 people in there like that's right um and it was probably like at least like 100 to 150 people like in the bar or like you know in the front or like in the back just hanging out and it was pretty crazy it was just like a lot of people there and it was a good time um so that was that was a pretty fun show um so I would say that's probably my favorite, just because it was like such a crazy turnout for like the smallest bar ever mm. that you would never want to really go to for a show that didn't have a good town at <laughs> yeah. all. Um, but our but our friend Christopher hooked it up, and uh, and he would let us do shows there once in a while, or he would he would do a show. So it was cool while it lasted, and uh, you know it'll it, it's going to be a really cool spot now. So I'm really looking forward to that. Lindenhurst is like booming with like new bars and restaurants opening up. In the last like year or so so i'm happy to see that i don't know if it's from you know uh you know effects from covid or plans that were put in place by like local officials or something like that but whatever's going on it 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 seems like it's going well so far so like i respect that so it's nice to see that in in our area you know
0: so if we kind of move on to obviously like standstill and where you guys are at at the moment like Obviously, Jerry, you mentioned kind of like joining the band sort of when the, the majority of stuff was kind of written and obviously you saying that you kind of obviously knew Brian's old, older band, Discolor and stuff like that. But like, how did you guys like actually meet? Like, was it just because like you were all part of like that Long Island scene, like and stuff like that? But how did the connection kind of come to be in the first place?
1: Well, Brian loves to talk about how he never knew who I was until... <laughs> until i I came to the first dancehall practice yeah well Um,
2: i i I didn't know like i didn't know his name or like who he was because like Island's super weird like that where like in a way everybody knows each other like every single person knows each other at least through somebody like i didn't know jerry but i knew people that hung out with jerry and i didn't know jerry's name or like ever talked to jerry but he was around you know what i mean and that just that just happened sometimes uh in the scene like sometimes people just like don't just randomly go up and be like, yo, yeah, what's up, dude? Like yeah. there's so many people <laughs> like the cool thing about Long Island like that is that there's so many people that go to shows. Um and sometimes like you, you never wind up talking to a person until all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, you know my other friend and like they just show up at somebody's house and you start hanging out. And then uh, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you you're, you're like, how did I never know you? Like we've been doing the same thing for like you know five years. What the hell? Like that's crazy. but um but yeah like he was he was pretty good friends with matt and like like he said like he started you know talking with matt over uh, over the pandemic i guess like because you know that was crazy everybody was just you know by themselves for the most part so you had to like figure out ways to make connections and stuff like that probably make new connections with people that you lost touch with or new people and stuff like that so I guess him and Matt started, started talking and we were already working pre-pandemic on like some of these songs, like the ideas for them and stuff like that. So by the end of the pandemic, we had a lot of the stuff written through like sending it with, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, garage band, like recordings like that yeah. back and forth. And then when uh, things started to uh, ease up a little bit, we started meeting up and jamming. Matt started playing bass with us and we were looking for a singer that would be know we were looking for somebody that would that would be good because at the end of the day like if your vocalist isn't great then it that makes or breaks the band especially you know Mm. it's like fine and dandy if like the music sounds cool but if the vocals like aren't delivered the right way especially when you're playing live and stuff like that which is hard to do if you're playing an instrument sometimes uh then you know it doesn't it doesn't work out the right way so we wanted to make sure we had somebody that was like super solid And Jerry walked in and, like, belted out, like, some random stuff. I was just like, yeah, like, first practice. I don't even know what the hell he was saying or or singing. But we were just like, wow, he sounds really fucking good. So we were, you know, we were like, all right, let's do it. And it was kind of funny because when we went into the studio to record, like, a lot of, like, the lyrics or, like, the melodies and stuff like that, we were all like, whoa, what? Like, because we did hear it and we'd like all liked what he was doing but it was also just like in a you know tiny jam room or something like that yeah, whenever yeah. we could practice whenever it was like safe to practice so um when we went into record some of us were like whoa what the hell and like a lot a lot of the time we were like kind of blown away like like damn we didn't even know like he was that good of a singer like that that's fucking that's <laughs> yeah. awesome so uh yeah. yeah it was it was definitely interesting i never you know, you, you learn pe- you, you learn new things about people every day. I didn't even know who Jerry was a year ago, and
1: now, you know, we're pretty good pals. And it just goes to show how many shows Brian was going to over <laughs> the past few years, because I was playing every show. You know, Brian. Uh- yeah,
2: yeah. This guy, this guy's the show
1: police that uh, counts
2: tickets. Yeah, it- yeah. <laughs> Pass, Jerry-, past Jerry-, Jerry will show you every every show ticket slash. Uh, bracelet from from every show that
1: he's ever been to past stores collect twelve dollars yeah liht monopoly <laughs> um, but yeah uh i i was hanging out with matt a lot like i said and then um you know it was it was funny because like i you know knew about discolor just through going to shows and like the discolor was always playing like the craziest shows you know Discolor mm. was always like fucking opening for like basement or like you know just like doing like crazy stuff and i was like what well, like like who are these guys i know like you know like, like i like i would show up and they would be playing and it would just be like you know like 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 i loved discolor but it was just like shoegazy like it wasn't hardcore but they were they were playing all these hardcore bands i was like what yeah. is what's happening but like knowing who they are now it, it makes more sense you know like our, our our drummer andre was like the like we always make jokes that he was the original vocalist of Sanction. Uh, (laughs) um you know and like brian's obviously old head uh so so. yeah at this point i feel like it but yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely not (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's 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 funny because like we have kind of like that like you know i'm i'm 22 you know i'm turning 23 Mm. in three days um happy birthday thank you and uh you know he's fucking 80 so yeah. you know we we kind of get the appeal of like you know the, yeah, the 80 old year olds people. and 22 year olds, 80 year olds and yeah and and yeah the younger more sparse yeah kind of kind of people um but it was cool you know going there and uh, like it, it made sense because like at the time i just like started getting into like that kind of music even more so than I was before. Like, you know, growing mm. up I was like obviously listening to all of those like classic Long Island bands. But then like toward like the beginning of the pandemic, you know, like Koyo had just dropped their first EP. Um and like, you know, between that and like I was just listening to a lot of like Sound Majority and uh like lifetime and like I, you know, and like I was always into like bands like, like you know, Taking Back and Brand New and like, uh, you know, even like newer bands like Story So Far. Like I, I was, I was like, mm. always into that stuff. I never really thought about doing a band like that, you know. So like, Matt, like they were looking for a singer, and honestly, like they had a few singers already, you know, that just like, you know, they they either couldn't do it or like one of them was like our friend Danny from Backtrack, you know. Um, and like it, it, it just ended up being like, you know things weren't like panning out with people or like people were just too busy and like Matt came up to me and he was like yo like we're, we're looking for a singer and like honestly at first I was just like yeah I don't know like you know I'm 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 kind of like trying to hunker down and not really do anything and like I just wanted to kind of like chill out and you know do nothing all the time I guess mm. I was also like busy working on like I'm like I had just graduated college so I was like you know in the middle of like oh the world's shut down I'm trying to find a job like I'm trying to figure. What's going yeah, on. yeah, and then, like, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, because you know, like, I I like this music, you know, why not like try to do it with some people? I honestly hadn't heard any of the songs until I went to the first practice. I'm pretty sure. um I went there, you know, and like I said, I knew discolor already, so like, I met everyone, you know, we all got introduced and stuff um i told them like a little bit about myself it literally felt like an intervention or like hey, I need <laughs> <laughs> um, or like a like a job interview yeah and then like you know we kind of went into it and it was cool um
2: yeah because i don't think like none of us like andre or steve or like the only person that you were already friends with was matt right was matt yeah, yeah you didn't like i don't think any of us talked to jerry like at any point like we never had like, yeah well, i mean everybody. it was
1: we all had mutuals so like yeah you know, exactly we're all just friends with the
2: same people basically
1: like steve and andre um went to a college upstate called oneonta and like i was friends with like a bunch of other people from oneonta but i never really had met mm. andre or steve but again i would i liked discolor so it's like i kind of knew them but i didn't you know um brian yeah, i was yeah. friends with a bunch of his friends but like again we not, like never really were introduced um so it was kind of like that weird like you know like i know you but i don't know you i don't know how (laughs) this is gonna work you know like brian's smoking a spliff right now i don't know how this is i don't know what's happening um but but yeah it ended up working out um shout out to uh shell shock audio um that was where we had a lot of our first practices that's where we recorded our ep yeah shout out to them they killed it on the uh recordings so Mm. you know Chris Reney, Evan Perino, good dudes, stand up men. So then,
0: in terms of like getting the sound, obviously, like we'll, I'll get into sort of like the musical side of things in a in a moment. But Jerry, for yourself, like obviously, as you say, like you had singing, like you were singing when you were like younger and things like that. But obviously, coming from Poor Choice, which was like a hardcore band, to Standstill, like. I don't know was that something that you wanted to like test yourself at like uh, uh, did you find it a bit of a challenge like changing the way that you were using your voice or I don't know is it something that you've always had it's it's still a challenge
1: I mean like I still I still crap out at practice you know I still got it like it was funny like I I had never like been in a band where like I had to do like vocal warm-ups you know and like practice right. yeah, scales yeah. and shit like you know I, I i like again like i did sing in in like high school and stuff um but like i was in poor choice for such a long time and that was just straight up like you know so like it, yeah like, yeah, it was it was definitely like a weird kind of like transition period of being like all right i'm gonna sing now like i'm gonna have a, a mic stand i'm gonna like you know be like david lee roth like I what's
3: gonna happen
1: um but i i i think that i adjusted. You know pretty well um again like still working on it um we haven't played any shows yet so not sure like how that's gonna go you know um but i definitely like i want to start like training more or like practicing not that i'm gonna Mm. like do like vocal lessons i mean i probably should you know (laughs) honestly
2: he just he's pretty he's pretty hard on himself but we literally just did uh, I don't. Know, I think I can s- say this for now. Like, we did a live session. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it that. once like, this coming out, this is probably coming
0: out. Yeah. It's pretty uh, out, like- uh, so, pro- probably like a couple yeah. of weeks. Oh, this is coming so. out in a couple of
2: weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. We so, got a live session. So, there's like a live session that we recorded at Silver Bullet Studios in Connecticut, which is um, a really cool studio that's put out a lot of dope records that you that you probably have heard before. Shout out Greg and Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out uh, uh, Greg and Chris Teddy. They're incredible at recording um and you know they they did a really good job so far from what we've heard on the on the live set that we did
1: yeah but we basically did like a what do you want to call it like an audio tree session kind of thing kind of yeah
2: we set up in their studio
1: they have like the the dopest studio in the sticks in like connecticut and it's just like a house you know and like the decor is just like all like horror movie shit and it's like nice
3: and and, like doing it there was just like
1: awesome like they they'd recorded there before but like I was kind of starstruck because Chris was in the world is and like the world is, was like one of my favorite bands in high school. Um, mm. you know, so it was just like a crazy experience. Um, but like it, it, it sounded awesome. You know, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, our, and, our friend, uh, Passini, uh, filmed it and he also did our music video for Satellites. Yeah, he's dope. But the bottom line was about bringing up that
2: live set was that, um, Jerry killed the vocals on that. So he's like pretty hard on on himself and he's like saying, Oh, I got to work on this. And like, yeah, obviously you always got to practice like, it's just like an instrument. Um, But he's super solid. Like he, he's just, he's just, you know, he's always just being hard on himself because (laughs) yeah. Positioning him. He'll, like, sing completely different. Yeah, yeah. be like, oh, that was a
1: little bit sharp. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it sounds great, right? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I, <laughs> well, I just want to, like, I, I am super, like, specific about, like, how I want, like, things to sound, you know? And, like, whenever I, like, hear my own yeah, voice, yeah. it's one of those things, you know, you hear the timbre, it just sounds, like, super weird. And, like, recording, like, is even harder because, like, I hear notes like like i'll listen to a record like i'll put on a record say it's like whatever band you know like um and like you know they could be singing out of pitch the whole time and i'm just like whatever like sounds good but then like when i hear myself like i don't know i just get like super critical about it uh mm. so like i definitely like it for more so it's like about like stamina you know being able yeah, to do, yeah. a, do it like eight song set or like a 10 song set like it's you know it's it's you know you have to adjust things you know like especially like like during practice sometimes i'll like do certain parts of a song in a lower register yeah you know um, which is cool Yeah, and, and honestly
2: like definitely if you're a fan of like uh when bands do like some some sort of variations or anything like that like when they play live um you should definitely check out this live live video that we're you're gonna put up eventually because uh jerry's like vocals he like does like different stuff than he actually does on the record which is super nice cool man. in my opinion you know i like i like when people change it up and like kind of throw you for one like when you're expecting to sing a certain part a certain way and like they just pull out like something different you're just like oh that was that was really cool i like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so if you like stuff like that, you should definitely check it out.
1: Also, if uh, anyone's cool. listening and wants to make it make my life easier, learn the lyrics, and then I don't have to say. I can just, <laughs> yeah, and I can just throw the microphone into the crowd, and then we'll we'll do that. That'll yeah. be bad.
2: We should probably yeah. make our lyrics more yeah. easily accessible, though, so people don't think like, what do you mean they're not easily accessible? I don't know. It's on like Bandcamp, I think, or something, right?
1: Oh, you band mean band like band oh, band you mean like that? Band. I thought you meant yeah. lyrics were well,
2: whatever, but. You know, this way people don't think you're talking about super eagles because we've already gotten a couple. of eagles. I don't know if you uh, listen to uh, Id, um, which by the way it's pronounced Id. It's not ID. Everybody thinks it's ID. Yeah, which is pretty it's pretty funny. F- it's uh, it's Freud like, shit. Yeah, Id, it's Fred like, shit. Id ego, super ego kind of stuff. But yeah, he's it's saying educated. super ego in the song, but we've gotten a bunch of texts saying like, See, super what's, eagle. What's what's good with the super eagle, Jerry? We're gonna make about. shirts with an eagle like <laughs> that's got like
1: machine guns and, and like, like a cape. Yeah. Super <laughs> eagle. Be dope. there's definitely a lot of i mean yeah i think you should definitely do that record for sure. <laughs> yeah but
2: we're good with that
0: that's cool so then um brian in terms of like writing the music and stuff obviously because you andre and steve had obviously been in discolor and stuff like that obviously i know this is kind of a different project different sound and things but because you'd obviously been writing together for a, a while did things just kind of like go quite seamlessly in terms of like the way
2: you wanted the direction to go yeah.
0: because you've been playing together Absolutely. so long?
2: Absolutely, Like it kind of like, Discolor was a super, I really liked how some of those songs came out. Like, you know, it didn't, didn't really go very far and stuff like that. And it could have probably been a little bit better than what it was, but I'm proud of those songs because it was really interesting. Cause like me, Steve, Andre, Brennan, and then the other guy, Jimmy, we all kind of had like different sort of directions or ideas for that band all the mm. pull from all of us going in the different directions in a way sort of like created the sound like that disc color was. So that was like, yeah, that was kind of a cool aspect. But at this point, um, especially with just like Andre, Steve and me, like we're so clicked in on like the same, you know, being on the same page. Um, and to the point where like with me and Steve writing guitar parts, because we've been playing guitar together in a band for like years um we immediately if I write something Steve immediately like has like another part for it kind of or or vice versa if you write something I'll like immediately have something for it and sometimes that stuff changes or whatever but like we can we we click in with each other like perfectly so like it's something that makes like writing together a lot easier um and it's cool that we have like like I was saying before like the angle of Jerry like being like oh like you guys have like a dissonant note there and like sometimes we're like yes music theory guy like you understand <laughs> yeah. but this this and it, like we like this one and like this one like you know what i mean it's like purposeful or something like that we don't even yeah, know what yeah, we're yeah. talking about he knows he knows what what he's talking about we we know what we're doing in a way but he like steers us in the right direction and is like no you cannot do this we record it like that like it's gonna sound like garbage like so it's really good to have jerry like throw in stuff like that and then like also like write a write a couple parts here and there like and like be able to have him do i think we i think if we like do a full length like he's gonna do like a song or two or something like that like we'll see now we'll see how much going. brian lets me do i'll get out of here
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's just uh it's just that yeah you know he's he's a great great guitar player in his own right so um so you know you can only have so many cooks in the kitchen you know what i mean yeah yeah that's cool
0: and just in terms of like the formation of the band and, and things like that and more kind of like the timing of things because obviously through the last year and a half or whatever we've like there's been sort of bands that formed literally just before the pandemic who maybe hadn't released music but had done a couple of shows and then released music during the pandemic or something like that but you guys have kind of essentially been a, a pandemic band in, in some aspects in the fact that like everything you've Put as an output has been during this time sure. the majority of stuff you've written was that sort of thing so can you talk me through that experience a little bit because it must be sh- strange like wanting to start a band and like doing it now rather than like I don't know you could have like had everything written and then waited a few months down the line when things are a bit clearer and gone off like that but you've decided to kind of take the step now so can you talk me through that a bit it was rough
1: um you know we like obviously we're all like trying to be as like cautious and as safe as possible like while like trying to do this you know um mm. it was funny like I, i'm like i don't know about like 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 over there but like um in the states like last summer like we kind of had like a little bit of a break you know
0: yeah same yeah, uh, yeah. so like
1: we you know that's when we started doing like most of our you know like Run, right. you know, in person meetups, yeah, and stuff. yeah. yeah. writing, yeah. recording, like that kind of shit. Um, but then you know, like, like November, December, like you know, kind of started to hit the fan again. We had to like kind of hunker down for a bit, um, you know. So it was a, a a weird kind of like balancing act of like, all right, like, and it was honestly, it was pretty cool because like we didn't have to worry about like practicing a set, you know, like all we had to do was like write songs, like make the record and then just like you know talk to certain people like you know figure out like how we're going to do the rollout and stuff um and i think the timing of everything kind of like you know ended up working out because like you know the vaccine hit like we we put out the record um you know and now we like actually get to like do the stuff that we wanted to do so it's like in all honesty it's like it's pretty much like the perfect Storm, you know, it was actually.
2: If you, Mm. if you, if there was anything good that came out of the pandemic, a lot of people picked up hobbies that they already had or that they had neglected, or whatever you want to call it. And, um, we actually said it like when it was happening, like, we're gonna be so ahead of where we could be if everything wasn't like this right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot of us were like out of work like furloughed unemployed or whatever you want to call it for months especially when it first started so it's like we were all sitting in our houses by ourselves like we all have we have a shitload of time on our hands like what are we going to do and we already knew we wanted to start this band and we actually we decided to stop doing discolor only a couple months before the pandemic hit it was probably like, right May. okay I'll, I'll say that we definitely decided to stop doing discolor like maybe january or so And then Mm -hmm. that's when me and Andre and Steve were like, all right, well, if we're not going to do that, like, let's do something else, like completely fresh, let's get a front man so that we can do, you know, have that energy that we want and stuff like that. So we started writing songs and we already had some stuff that was in our pockets from when we were doing this color things that were like, whatever our songs individually that we wrote, you know, personally or whatever it was. And some of that is actually, you know, on, on, the standstill record is like stuff that was pre-existing before the pandemic. But we wanted, you know, we knew we wanted to do a band either way. It's just that this color just didn't materialize. And then um, we just decided to completely start over, you know, a completely new page. And we used some of those riffs and then brand new stuff that we wrote over the pandemic. So it's almost like if we were just doing our normal lives, it would have taken us so much more time to write everything and finish it up. But we were able to actually write like nine or ten songs, I think, total. Mm -hmm. Um, and we recorded obviously like the five for the the EP through Days and NMZ of Practice and Patience, and then we have a couple more that we have recorded for some other stuff that we're gonna do, you know, later on. So, um, yeah. So yeah, like I mean that would never be possible if the pandemic didn't happen. So, you know, I don't want to say that it's a good thing in any means, you know, there's tons of sick people, Uh, you know, thousands of people died. It's a super, super sucky situation, but it did give us like a bit of extra time to be able to like focus on this band and launch it. Probably faster than we could have if we if we didn't have that time. If I side. ever
1: if I ever start yes. another band, like I would want to do it the exact same way. Just you know, on, like, just yeah, focus yeah. on band stuff for like months straight or something like that. Like I, <laughs> I I I learned a lot about like how to like do this thing you know, and um, I feel like in our case, like, or even like, you know, I feel like a lot of bands will, like, they'll they'll, they'll start practicing, they'll write a couple songs, and it's like, all right, we got to play our first show, like, before they even drop music, you
3: know, like, that happens a lot,
1: and it's like, I was in that position, like, we've all been there, like, we've all, like, done that, because we're just excited to, like, go out and show people, like, what we did, but, like, you know, it gave us, like, the opportunity to actually, like, Focus on like doing a proper release and like having a patient yeah so that's
2: kind of like i don't know if you want to like <laughs> part, I, i'm gonna say part of the reason the title is i mean jerry came up with the practice and patience but i'm gonna say that yeah. part of the reason that that's the title is because of how long you know the pandemic made everything take North yeah, yeah. Video.
0: That to be fair, that's one of the notes that I made was like, was that the reason? Yeah.
2: I'm <laughs> pretty, <laughs> Sorry to yeah. spoil your question, but <laughs> <Pretty
0: hard. laughs> no, yeah. cool. so then in terms of like I guess because like obviously things are opening up a bit more now and, and stuff like that. And as you say, like at the current moment of us talking, like you guys haven't done any shows yet, but obviously there's there are people that have like really dug the record and like of kind of sort of getting into your, like the vibe that you guys are going for. And that doesn't obviously just go for you. That goes for like loads of like new bands that have kind of come up and about sort of thing. So I don't know, like at the moment, like, does it kind of feel like that kind of process has paid off in some aspects? Because as you say, like you're maybe ahead of where you were, if you'd done it in like the quote unquote traditional sense.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say that, like, especially with the pandemic, it also redefined all the rules, like the quote-unquote rules uh, for how you can release music and, like, what the plan is. Like, Jerry was kind of saying, like, yeah. usually it's like, okay, like, we either want to release a demo, you know, maybe only, like, a song or two or whatever, and then play a show or play a show first and then not have any music out until after we play a show and people see us or whatever it is. But, again, like, this... just the extra time gave us the ability to to like prolong that whole experience um and again like get ahead of where we would have been so like it wasn't what's the right word it it it, it's not that it wasn't as contrived right it it, it, i i think what it was is that we had extra time and we weren't as restricted because it's like oh like you know like for example right like pain of truth Tons of guest vocals, drops out of nowhere, never been a band before, never played a show, drops on vinyl. like, And, and yeah. every, everybody goes nuts. You know, rightfully so, because they're fucking amazing. But like... Best band in hardcore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. but like... That literally broke the rules. Like, not just that, but like multiple
1: bands that did stuff like that. Um, and yeah. it, it proved like once and for all, I mean, at least for like hardcore that you like like you don't need like shows to happen to get people excited for a band right you know like typically that's like the narrative it's like oh like i didn't like that band too much but i saw them live and now i love them you know it's like that doesn't have to be the case like you know like hardcore has always been like oh it's about the shows it's about the energy but it's like yo, like if a band is really fucking good and like you really fuck with them then like you should be able to just listen to them and just like them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: definitely a thing. But like, I definitely think that, like, on the other end to that, shows are definitely super, 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 super important. But in a time where you don't have shows and that's not even a, like an option for a band, like, just dropping something and the fact that people are still into the music and still into like energetic music like that when they can't like go to a show and express themselves is super cool to see. Um, and I think like, other bands that already have come out during you know the pandemic like earlier in the pandemic um have like proven that you know you can kind of do whatever you want in a way like it's almost like do it your way like uh, and see how it goes because you know these are unprecedented times for for a lot of reasons for a lot of people so um it makes for like a unique situation where you can kind of do what you want with it and see how it goes and that's kind of you know how we did it because again we haven't played a show yet um but you know those shows are coming like you know we have we yeah. have the KOYO record release coming up august 20th um and then we also have uh some other shows uh that that aren't announced yet and uh what did we just announce yesterday that was the um, festival yeah we that fest, uh, yeah, fest yeah. in uh basic Wolfsburg. basically wilkes bear pennsylvania um it's got a pretty yeah. sick scene right now um and that fest is completely stacked out with some of the coolest bands that are in hardcore right now AOA is on that uh life's question uh obviously mind Forest is you know yeah yeah the cool yeah. is sick there's a bunch of bands on payback i'm pretty sure i'm probably forgetting like a ton of ridiculously good bands. there's like 30
1: something yeah that,
2: that's gonna be yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. to play that that's in october um and then you know we're going to announce some some other stuff we're doing this fall probably pretty soon so
0: that's cool and just because you bought our pain of truth like i've got to be if i don't mention the the little cameo that their tape gets in your video which was quite a <laughs> nice little touch. That's funny that you notice that because uh you know
2: it wasn't supposed to be like necessarily like a purposeful thing it was just like a little like idea to like switch it out um because the the driver of the car is like michael from is the singer of pain of truth so yeah so um it was just like a funny like if you know you know kind of thing or if you notice it you notice it Uh, so it's funny you brought it up um i'm glad that you thought
1: that was funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i just think it's no sorry sorry go on well i wanted to we wanted to like just in in like you know uh include as many of our friends and like yeah you know like have, do something fun have as many you know little like shout outs and stuff as possible to you know just like to have fun and shit so yeah, yeah. Mm. there's a
2: lot of people and doing I think... cool stuff and like yeah like honestly like the the coolest way to 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 build up is like to build up with other people that are like like yeah definitely like, like sound similar or whatever you want to call it not even sound similar though because you know be- uh a lot of the bands that we're playing with on that fest for example like we don't exactly we're probably the most black sheep band there, <laughs> yeah. that. but but we do fit in a certain aspect because like a lot of the stuff is like rooted in hardcore and like all of us are like hardcore kids again like
1: i hope that this whole like wave of like bands that sound you know like the old school like like you know melodic hardcore bands like i hope that kind of like brings back like the, the, the mixed bill energy that like those shows had. Yeah. You know, like mm. bill shows are cool. I really hope that stuff, cause it, it was gone for a while. Like Long Island didn't see a mixed bill show for like a few yeah. years, you know? So it's starting to come back. So I, I think that's really dope also.
0: Yeah. But cause the reason I bring it up and I think is we don't really kind of have it here in the UK as much because we're like, obviously a much smaller country. But is it is, is like as you say like that kind of like hyping up for like your friends and stuff even if it's like completely different sounding music and I think like obviously as you've mentioned like you guys a truth like Koyo and stuff like that that are in that kind of area but then on the other side of the country you've got like the Bay Area scene where you've got like Tsunami Gulch Scowl and all that who are like they kind of have a similar thing oh, yeah. going like they're all different sounding bands but they all like hype up oh, yeah, for each yeah.
1: other and they're all sick and you know shit are, shit yeah they're and that's the thing is, is insane
2: it's like beyond belief the one thing i want to say like that i will say since i've been going to shows is that like i think people have become a lot more open-minded to be like oh well that's not like a like a traditional typical hardcore band but like i fuck with that a lot or it's not yeah yeah. traditional metalcore band but i fuck with that a lot or like whatever the genre may be so like people can be like oh like i like standstill and i also like pain of truth which are completely different bands if you if you really think about it but at the same time they're both like hardcore bands you know? know yeah like i think the cool thing is that people are now at least in you know our area and like in the states and stuff are more willing to to like admit or whatever you want to call it that they like are down with a lot of genres of music and it's cool to see mm. you know bands that are different hyping each other up and like playing show to- shows together and stuff like that like that's awesome
0: yeah and just in terms of like you guys and the sound so like so for me the reason that I was drawn to you in the first place was because you have that kind of like movie life-esque sound and like movie life is a band that i grew up with they were like the first show i ever went to (laughs) and stuff like that so it was very much like i had that kind of nostalgia feel to it but as you mentioned like kind of earlier when we started this conversation like there's obviously going to be this whole generation of of, like kids and hardcore kids that aren't familiar with like silent majority like the movie life and stuff like that that you're kind of introducing that sound So have you found that you have got that split audience of like people like me in their like early to mid 30s and then the younger people that like don't have a
2: clue what that stuff is have you have you found that at all We hope so Yeah <laughs> it's hard to tell because we haven't played a show yet but Right we I, I mean yeah, like, there's yeah, like yeah. all these like fancy stats on the internet about streams and stuff like that now that you can kind of like see your audience like who's listening to your stuff and like whatever Um and I would say that like I between people reposting it like people that are like you know reaching out to us saying that they like it and stuff like that um combined with whatever these like fancy stats are that you know all these uh like spotify and apple music and stuff like that have, mm. um uh, that it definitely is split but it's actually surprising to us because you know like in that uh realm of like you know brand new taking back sunday like all those bands that w- used to be popular back at that time Uh, it was a lot of like younger people like even you know movie life too when you when you went to that movie life show um, you know you were probably uh, 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 like a lot younger because typically you know younger kids are into that kind of music you know
1: yeah of course kind of funny because
2: according to like the these like fancy stats or whatever on like Spotify like not that many younger kids are actually listening to it beyond like i would say like it's like 22 or 23 and up probably yeah and then like you said between that and then your age group so i would say it's like split between younger and
1: and um and then like you know mid-30s or so i I, the thing is is that like i wouldn't necessarily like accredit like specifically us for that kind of thing if it happens i think it's more Hmm. so like the wave of like you know us, oh yeah, Koyo definitely. Yesterday. Oh yeah, it's totally Somerset. With. No, Victory it's definitely Garvey. not us. You know, like there's yeah, so Somerset. Thor has been a band for like seven
2: years, and like they've just been like literally carrying the fucking torch for Long Island while. Which I feel really bad about because I only discovered them. Oh, last really? day, And I'm like, how have I just found yeah,
1: this? I saw them in uh, either like 2015 or 2016, like open for like a story. It was like the story so far: basement and turnover you know, at this, like, big, this big patch on venue called, like, the Emporium, and, like, I, I saw them then, and, like, they, I feel like ever since then, like, they've just been, like, you know, like, stayed so, like, you know, like, this is how we sound, like, this is what we're doing, and it's, like, I, I think that it's really cool now that, like, like other bands are starting to do it too because it's like they're yeah, they're yeah. kind of like our silent majority you know like in the way that like sound majority was to like the movie life and taking back sunday it's like somerset is like our you know right. like
2: catalyst yeah, for yeah. like us
1: wanting to like sound like bands. yeah like that, you know like
2: that Long island sound like when i first started going to shows there were still bands playing like crime and stereo and uh what do you call it capital uh using yeah. assassins like random men's that had that like long island melodic hardcore sound you know that like silent majority kind of thing and the agent also like bands like that Mm. um and for for a minute like for a long time there there was kind of no bands like really doing that thing uh and somerset thrower was probably one of the only bands that was like playing that kind of music so they were pretty much the only band that you could see that was from long island that was like really doing that kind of thing and had their roots in the same kind of music and the same kind of like DIY style and everything like that. So like Jerry was saying, like, you know, there's been bands like doing it for, for a while, like Somerset thrower, but I feel like this wave is starting now because, uh, people are, you know, people, people want to just play that kind of music, you know, like we grew up yeah, yeah. listening to that kind of music and it's still like hardcore to us in a way. And
1: and it's it's a lot of fun so I, that's you know we, that's why we like to do it pretty the, much. the minute that like i see anyone like younger than me starting a band that sounds like this you know that'll be like that'll be when i'm like, right, <laughs> yeah. like this that's is dope this is dope you yeah, know because like dope. usually the younger kids on long island because like long island obviously like we have this like huge reputation for making bands like that but we also have a reputation yeah. for super fucking heavy bands you know and like typically a lot of the younger kids like myself included like when you're young you want to fucking start like a like a fight riff band and you want to just like make it like the heaviest shit possible um
2: but like crazy the, yeah but the minute that younger
1: kids start like and it's weird for me to say younger kids because i'm a younger kid but like the like, minute <laughs> yeah. start like making bands that sound like those like you know older like like that'll be like when it's like all right this shit worked you know like like we're we're mm. we're, we're, we're doing it yeah you know? yeah
2: and like he was saying like it's definitely not a cre- I wouldn't say it's a credit to us like if people like us and like we're part of it like I'm happy to be a part of it but like he was saying like it's definitely a credit to like the entire wave of all the cool bands that are doing it right now and it's not just Long Island like there's other bands that are really really sick that are like doing cool stuff right now there's this band that I checked out last week that I just heard sparing or something yeah 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 they're they're dope um like he mentioned earlier Sweet Soul from California they're, yeah like I don't know if you check them out because they're they're yeah, then, yeah, yeah. They're actually super 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 cool. I, I like have been jamming their record like all year. It's like my favorite LP so far this year. It's also awesome. shout
1: out uh Fools yeah. Gold
2: from New Jersey. Yeah. So there's like bands from like all over kind of doing like a like a similar kind of thing, but then Long Island is just like at this level right now where you know, you got Somerset has been kicking for a while. Yes Dude popped up, like koyo popped up, Victory Garden, you know, Victory Garden's been doing it for a couple of years too. Um uh and like you know now stand still and there's i'm sure there's there's already gonna be more like i've already heard you know other people's projects that are going on on the island and like there, like i said like there's a wave right now and like you Mm. know hopefully like we're glad to be a part of it if 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 that's what it is but it's gonna be awesome i can't wait to see all these bands play
0: yeah and obviously like you've already mentioned like you're friends with them and I i don't know which one of you guys runs runs your social media
1: we all kind of do it um i do i do twitter mostly uh he does instagram mostly um the
0: only reason i say is because i think it was like this morning or yesterday your time but uh, the the picture of like it was like a western (laughs) that was all all
2: steve i gotta give all credit. steve steve um by the way like steve our other guitar player he does like a ton of the artwork for the bands uh he didn't do yeah. the album cover like that was danny smith our other friends and uh the photos by this guy sean corcoran who i also grew up going to shows with super cool that they got to work they actually were i went with them to my first show that i was talking about oh that's cool so it's super cool that they got to work on some of the stuff on the record but uh steve does like a lot of the artwork for the band and he's like yeah, yeah he does a good job with it so He's, like, he's the that, kind
1: of guy where like you you
2: could be like yo i need this and not, he'll be like all right not that a meme is artwork but like no that was all stupid like, <laughs> he was like was, <laughs> but it was I just I just because it was right now koya is so was... stealing our slogan right now like it's actually not even our slogan that's like days and nmz are like
1: oh the uh what is it called soundtrack just sound soundtrack to yeah. we're we're like trying to encapsulate the like the taking back sunday brand new beef in like the 2000s right? yeah
3: and it's, yeah it's funny.
0: but I just thought it was perfect because like I so I've wor- I currently work nights here in the UK and I'd I'd listen to the Koyo like EP while I was at work and I'd got home and I saw that and I just thought that's funny yeah
1: they had to troll us and steal
2: the the days the days slogan or whatever you want to call it right? we don't have a we don't
1: have a fucking no I mean, I, I don't know. I
2: mean it's, it's a joke the whole thing's is yeah, yeah. It was it was really funny that that they uh beef initiated this, yeah Beef initiated yeah. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry had a
1: few words with Joey already. Uh
2: yeah. yeah fuck Yeah, yeah. Shout out to to just say fuck Solomon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's fine.
1: It, it's it's okay. It's okay
2: pizza. <laughs> You've never even been there. I have been
1: there. Have you? I yeah. haven't um yeah no we're we're obviously we're, we're boys with Koyo they're they're our best friends but at the same time oh, no, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: and just to sort of obviously like round
0: things off obviously like EP's dropped great response all that as you say there's other stuff that you've written recorded and stuff and like a couple of shows that you've announced other stuff in the pipeline but what is kind of the next step for you guys like what what's your kind of I don't want to say, like, goal with the band, but, like, what's the next milestone that you
2: want to reach? I mean, basically, like, we got a lot of great stuff lined up, and I think what we just want to do is, you know, have that all pan out, you know, see how everything goes, and then just kind of take it from there. Because, again, we're, like, we're in, like, uncharted waters here where, where we're a band that is pressed on wax that's literally never played a show before ever. It's yeah, like, yeah. We definitely want to, like see everything happen
1: first before we're it's, before we're like
2: yeah. you know setting
1: like crazy goals or any short like short term first because yeah. like i mean when we started the band we were like you know like we, like like best case scenario is if we like maybe get to put out like cds with like an. NM- Yeah. Like literally NMZ and days were labels we like dreamed about working with. And we were like, yeah, we should definitely like
2: try to try to work with them. And if they do like CDs, that would be sick. And then Lump, you know, Lumpy and and Nick, when we started talking to them, they were down to do what was it, tapes, I think. Yeah. I think they were gonna do maybe tapes and CDs or something originally. And then like after like a week or two or something like that, they listened to it a couple more times and they were just like Absolutely not. We're going to just do vinyl, Dude, which was like, we, our Absolutely. minds were like blown, honestly, about yeah. that because we were just like kind of weren't expecting it. We didn't have a specific plan of action.
1: Just yeah. Say, hey, yeah. like
2: our goal is to have these recordings 100% pressed on, you know, vinyl or something like that and like do XYZ. So um it's cool to just see how everything's panning out. And like, you know, like we were saying, like you were saying before, we have a bunch of really, really, really cool stuff lined up for the summer this fall and then hopefully uh some stuff in next spring as well so you know we're gonna we're gonna you know take take it as it comes and then we'll we'll see what happens from there you know we'll see what the next step is right now we're just riding yeah. out the uh stuff we already planned out we still need <laughs> yeah. to make
1: sure that like this worked yeah you know <laughs> like yeah, <of> course. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, like
2: it's it's great and everything that like people seem to like it so far but like we want to make sure they really like it. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if they like are like, oh yeah, this is cool. But like, then we play a show and like, there's nobody there or something like that. <laughs> then, then it's like okay, maybe they don't like it that much. Yeah. So, so no, we're definitely taking it, you know, uh, step by step, and like, you know, we we're not we're not being overly ambitious where we're like, you know, think like that we're some crazy crazy band, but we're definitely having a good time with it, and we're just happy to to um to have you know everything going on that we have going on right now that's cool well
0: i'm super stoked to like obviously see what you guys do in the future um practice and patience is a fucking brilliant ep as i say like brought back lots of like nostalgia for me but as you've said it's got that fresh twist on it which is always lovely to hear but yeah really excited to see what you guys have got lined up in the future awesome awesome thank you for having us yeah thanks for
1: your
2: time dude it was really nice meeting you no Angie. Oh, yeah. when you uh, when you come when you come to
1: long island let us know yeah we'll take you to a good pizza we'll place. take you to a good pizza place <laughs> yeah, don't definitely. do not
2: do not ask koyo where to eat pizza like they will they will steer you wrong <laughs> harold will take you to uh i don't know he'll take you to lmb which is like actually harold might harold might actually you might be able to, to to go by harold but if they take you to anywhere in stony brook it's not going to be good <laughs> There's I'll take of your word, Queen's for Brooklyn it. Pizza, and that's it.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. Jerry, Brian, thank you very much for your time. Great take so care. Guys.
2: Appreciate it.
0: Cheers. So, there we have it, folks. Again, a huge thank you to Jerry and Brian for taking some time to have a little chat with me. It was, as you can tell, lots of laughs, lots of fun had on this one. As always, but it's always nice to have a chuckle with people that you don't, you only kind of know tentatively through the internet, and actually having an interaction with them is always, always fun. Um, as mentioned, Still, so I think at this point, so this was recorded a little while ago. They may have played their first show now. I can't remember exactly when their first show is off the top of my head, uh, but do definitely keep tabs on them. There are bands that are definitely going to be doing exciting things in the near future um so yeah if you want to keep up to date with everything they're doing as always you can keep up to date with all their social media which will be linked in the show notes of this episode um our charity sampler will be coming out on august 1st so that'll be this sunday um yeah so keep an eye on that support that when it comes out we're going to keep submissions open right until the cl- close because I do have a couple more spots. So, again, if anyone wants to take part in the charity sampler, uh, send us a track. The email is just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. Um, and that is also the same as our Twitter and Instagram is just underscore and underscore insight. And then on Facebook, it's just an insight podcast. Um, I'm going to leave it there. as I say might have one next week we'll see how the the move goes but for now thank you again for some by the just insight podcast and I will see you soon